Hi everyone and welcome to your weekly energy update, a general tarot guidance taking a look at how this week's energies are likely to influence our lives both individually and collectively. Now before I start the reading, I must say that I encountered serious problems creating the reading itself. I used almost every tarot deck that I had in my possession and for the prediction part, as in to depict the energy and what is going to happen, etc. Well, no tarot deck actually worked. I got like nothing. The reading just simply didn't happen. And the divine power didn't want to respond. So I kind of had to use an oracle deck. And the reason why this makes a difference is, well, tarot has a history, as in tarot is deeply written in collective consciousness in Akasha. That's where the symbolism comes from. So it has a very strong root in it. While oracle cards, you know, they are more like fantasy. They're more like, you know, like a drowsing rod in comparison to sonar, you know. So the universe itself, the divine wisdom, because they're not deeply rooted in Akasha, doesn't take them that very seriously. So, you know, there is always a little opening to cheat when the universe doesn't want to reveal something. But, of course, it just gives the general nuance. It will not go into detail. And, you know, this in itself is pretty alarming let's say because on one hand there is the astrological side of this week where we know without a shadow of a doubt that mars from leo is standing across the sky from saturn the greater malefic saturn opposing the lower malefic mars mars in leo assertion mars in leo anger frustration you know brute force which just cannot be stopped and you know, Leo is a fixed fire sign, so this isn't volatile in the sense that it can very quickly die out. This is volatile in the sense that when it erupts, it will stay erupted for indefinitely. And both of these planets, the two malefics, square Uranus, planet of chaos, and even in mythology, like Uranus was one of the most ruthless titans, and it kind of took Saturn to castrate him. Now, yes, this is mythology. This is maybe a fairy tale. But if you just look at the symbolism and these two power players, Saturn and Uranus, are battling each other, of course. Then there is Mars, which incites, which makes this conflict as strong as it could possibly be. On an energetic level, of course, but you know how that manifests in our physical world, especially psychologically and also, let's say, neurologically, because, you know, our brains are also receptors. It has the, its own magnetic field. And then there is the Schumann resonance. So we are very sensitive to certain spikes and peaks and, you know, when it's chaotic. So what I'm trying to tell here is that it is going to be living chaos, both physically, socially, economically, psychologically, in any way, shape or form. 
And there is also my personal experience because as a spiritualist I specialized exactly on trying my very best to predict world events and I have 18 years experience in this and whenever the tarot refuses to answer whenever you know the wool is pulled over our eyes by the divine force itself well that kind of means that fate changes that kind of means and I'm so sorry to say this that as a species as a collective we failed a massive karmic test and that will, of course, have repercussions. But, of course, I don't want to scare anyone. Because this doesn't mean, like, disaster, doom, gloom, the end of the world. Or, like, I don't know, the meteor is gonna strike, or nuclear, or, or whatever. No, that is not really... That's never the tool to basically reflect when we as a species fail the massive karmic test. But the tool is, like, collective depression. Just think back to the 30s, 1930s, the Great Depression, famine, all of that. Well, that was rooted in people's decline in their psychological well-being, naturally. So, you know, this is how it begins. Now, of course, I'm very reluctant to speak about these things, to voice these things... Because, you know, it's not really healthy to speak about this. Because we are not living in biblical times, so there is no need for prophets and anything like that. Every human being should have their own discernment, their own light of consciousness, which just tells them where they are and what's going on to them, to everyone else, to the world, etc., but fortunately, I have a very small public. And of course, even my own days in social media and YouTube internet are numbered, so I have nothing to lose. So I kind of made the decision to try and at least explain and prepare people of what's about to happen. So now getting back to the reading, we have the Five of Earth, the Three of Earth, and the Hermit, clarified by the Five of fire. So five of coins, three of coins, hermit, and five of wands. Now naturally this is a very assertive energy, but before it turns into like true conflict, may it be verbal conflict, political conflict, conflict, you know, in courts of justice or international law conflict, diplomatic conflict, well, first of all, this five of earth energy represents the increasing feeling, sensation that many people at the same time are going to perceive that things are not getting better whatsoever, things are getting worse. And this comes as almost a contradiction to what they're trying to do as in world leaders, governments, etc. And, you know, the human collective in general. Because this Three of Earth, well, it's work. It represents that there is a genuine effort and interest to try and truly fix things, lighten things up, uh, give solutions, resources, aid, help, wherever it is urgently needed. But, of course, there is a lot of social imbalance in the world. So how can someone make sure 
that everything, this help, this trying to fix things, trying to calm people down, trying to uplift their moods by, you know, inviting them to concerts, you know. The Three of Coins also has a really optimistic side to it, even though it's earth energy and it, it symbolizes like work. But of course that work also has to have a psychological element to it where it is meaningful, it helps, it improves. So of course there is celebration, a feeling of being found or heading towards stability, improvement, etc. associated to it. So that energy is ongoing and it is getting stronger. And this isn't just governments, this is basically every single individual is genuinely trying their very best to fix things in their personal lives, collectively lend help, aid wherever they can. So this is really, really positive. But unfortunately, this energy goes hand in hand in conflict, almost like a fist fight with that five of earth, five of coins, basically. And that five of coins means that like for some people, some categories, some social categories, some individuals, industry, you know, name it, whatever, collective, local area within a country, uh, ethnic minority or certain parts of the world. Well, this effort to save, to restore, to heal, to whatever is a little bit too late because the damage was done already. So for those people, well, it's not getting better and it's not going to get better. And on the other hand, you know, lending aid and trying to solve problems, trying to fix this and this, trying to do it in a very fair, equal manner, well, it's just highlighting the inequality and the unfairness already present within society. And this isn't nothing new. This has been like for hundreds of years. This is almost like one of the cores of society, inequality. It doesn't matter if it's democracy or whatever, yet inequality and social injustice adapts. It always finds the way to exist and bloom and flourish. And this is, of course, a massive and painful reality check for everyone equally. And reality check is also part of this week's energy because Mercury freshly went direct, is gonna meet the eclipse point where the sun and moon met, forming the solar eclipse and on the 10th of June 2021, and Mercury is gonna activate that part of the sky. So that means truth, that means clarity, that means uh, being able to observe the crisis in all its glory. And of course, there is a part of it which is the three of earth, as in we have to fix this and that and that. This is a reality check. This is what we have to do. Let's not live in illusions, dreams, etc. Some things cannot get better on their own. Other things will need a lot of effort and resources. But at the end of the day, this is what it is. And this is, we have to start this process now. So that is the positive side. But there is also that whatever has failed us, whatever no longer belongs to the future, regardless of how hopeful, positive, optimistic it is, there are going to be things which cannot be solved anymore. So 
solutions are not going to be available to every situation or every person. And of course, this is also the beginning of the collective depression. You know, when people no longer fear or no longer live in fear, well, then they live in suffering. Then they live in desperation. Fear is a little bit like an anesthetic. It paralyzes you. It stops you. Of course, it is a certain kind of suffering, but fear also has, if this makes sense, a tiny bit of hope attached to it. Because if someone confronts their fears, well, afterwards, of course, things are going to be different, maybe better. That fear is going to be left out and no longer part of someone's life. And this is perfectly valid collectively as well. But when fear stops and people basically no, are no longer paralyzed by a what if, well, then that turns into either rebellion maximum courage because fearlessness can also represent bravery and boldness or deep suffering in the sense that well there's nothing left to fear anymore because it already took place and of course there is this hermit card as well which has very strong spiritual connotations in the sense that Everyone is trying to find the light within, the truth within, the meaning of life and to decipher what is actually going on with the world, with their lives, with the karmic forces by going deep within themselves. And that is absolutely fine. But what if when we go deep within ourselves, we find certain answers which are extremely hard to bear? Because the darker side of the hermit is when we actually open our eyes and observe that we're not really equal spiritually whatsoever. There are more evolved souls. There are souls which have access to a higher divine planes, let's say. There are souls which are much more multidimensional. There are souls which are more primitive and earthbound. So basically, this is going to be a really bitter wake-up call that at the end of the day, even spiritually, we are not equal at all. So this will be like a collective deep disappointment, almost like a bitter pill. Because let's observe the hermit. The hermit is Virgo service, spiritual service alternative healing, alternative medicine, it's gonna witness mass disappointment in the sense that people are gonna reach the conclusion again, Gemini eclipse, Mercury activating the eclipse point. And you know, Gemini is one of the twins is a divine being and the other one is a half mortal. So symbolically we can see this Gemini eclipse as us finally being able to, symbolically speaking, of course, converse with our truest divine twin, the divine uh, expression of ourselves. And what that divine expression will tell us is that, well, you don't need a master, you don't need guru, you don't need to read books, you don't need to swallow other people's own perception of spirituality. At the end of the day, there is only you as an individual, as a soul, and the divine. 
And if anyone comes between, that's already an illusion, that's already basically a lie, that's already a manipulation. So this is where people are going to stop supporting spirituality in the shape and form of an industry. As in, they're going to reach the conclusion, well, why am I paying another person to offer me guidance when, on one hand, I am more than capable of doing this. Like, I'm divine myself, so all I need to do is symbolically pick up the phone and ask the question, and the answer is going to be much more clear. And the other thing is, if this or that guru or whatever is so very enlightened, well then, why can't they do anything with it? And last but not least, isn't everything that this industry is actually doing psychology? So isn't it more rational, logical, and let's say maybe materially five of earth, five of coin scarcity cheaper to go to a psychologist or a parapsychologist or even the alternatives of this, but that which is grounded in years and years of solid research and dedication, where that person who trained to do this is going to guide the other person to find their own truth, whatever that is, and not necessarily give them the pill to swallow. But you know, this is just a nuance of this energy. Collectively, it's very straightforward. Five of Earth, financial crisis, economic crisis, um, chaos within the stock markets, financial institutions, currencies, values. This can even represent agricultural crisis in some part of the world. This can either be food shortages, as in literally, but it can also represent where, like, import is just gonna kill, but in an almost literal sense, the nations, countries, whatever, internal production. So, of course, all of this social, economic, political instability and where people are gonna really be on the edge is gonna lead to conflict. So the main theme of 2021 kind of continues in full bloom, full blast, but the five of fire also represents like physical danger, for example, explosions, maybe terrorist acts, crimes, violence, as in the more extreme expressions of Mars in the sign of Leo. Now, of course, five of Earth and three of Earth can also represent risk of certain accidents, work-related accidents, accidents in, let's say, a factory, maybe an explosion in a factory within an industry, or when building, constructing something like a building, or anything that is susceptible to construction. And it can even represent like the internet, a very important part of the inter server or whatever breaking down. And strictly from an individual perspective, well, this is also very obvious. This for some people represents the necessity to perhaps for some people to leave their careers where they are freelance, where they have a great deal of liberty in their lives their projects, their own business, 
and you know try to get employed because the the crisis is going to be that very intense or from another perspective it might not really be an external crisis it might just be an inner calling to go back to a certain state to a place which offers much greater stability and a lot of people will do this for their families not as much for themselves while others still are going to make different choices the hermit it means solitude and self-sufficiency where they will just try their very very best to invest in a piece of land or a um, farmhouse or where they can have a certain detached lifestyle but anyway this comes through as an urgent need as something very very unsettling so this isn't, isn't where they plan it carefully this is sudden, this is like an, a rebellion, an act of rebellion. And at the same time, it is also an act of service to the self, but in a very healthy way. Because again, the Gemini eclipse, this is where for some people the light bulb moment just sets in. Where it, something inside of them reveals to them their inner voice, their intuition or practical information that they might receive. That if they keep on providing the service that they do, well, it's going to leave them to poverty, scarcity, or even worse. So this is, will be like an inner call. Like, your first duty is to serve your own well-being and your own security and safety because healthy compassion starts from there. You can only share when you have a full basket, but when you're, everything you have is empty, sharing well it's almost like undoing of the self so for some people this is going to be a very healthy wake-up call naturally the hermit this is definitely going to affect relationship partnerships couples marriages where they the decision might be made to go solo or when one side of the couple supports especially financially the other this is where it might need to stop and that will rearrange the whole landscape of the relationship. Now in divine guidance position we have the nine of cups and the wheel of fortune. Now this has a double meaning. Well on one hand it tries to reflect why things are the way they are in the sense that how is it possible when we just like freshly entered into age of Aquarius and all of that and there was so much massive karmic work behind us but a positive one where all of us did a really really good job let's say symbolically so why does fate turn all of a sudden in a not so favorable direction well this reveals that well you know the universe reality is of that nature that what we wish deeply has to come true. And when masses of people, when a whole collective have wishes of vengeance, and this isn't like evil or bad intended, but when people get shocked, scared, abused, manipulated, of course, even despite their best efforts of self-control, the wish of vengeance and fairness really, as in divine justice is still gonna, you know, light up in their hearts. And 
when it reaches a critical mass, you, the universe has to comply. But on the other hand, strictly individually, the very same thing can be a saving grace because if, let's say, a collective wish has to come into reality, then our own individual wishes, especially those which stem from the very core, the very source of our souls, well, they have to be granted as well. So, even though collectively we are entering a big, big period of turmoil, chaos, and crisis, individually, especially those who carry a very, very strong wish in their heart, they can actually be guided to having their wish come true. And this is the type of energy where when fate changes collectively, then fate also ha has to give way to individual changes. So this energy can be quite miraculous individually, especially for those people who are facing an almost unbeatable karmic pattern. This is where, surprise, surprise, miraculously, you might find yourself free. You might find yourself instantly living a different, different life, a different story, where you can be who you dream of being, if this makes sense, and all for the reason, if this happens collectively, this has to happen individually as well, as above, so below. So this is where there is really a deep potential in, in all this chaos, because let's not forget that many times chaos actually creates something totally unusual, totally new, and, you know, the universe itself was created out of chaos. And this is true scientifically and empirically as well. Because, you know, let's say at the time of the Big Bang, there should have been, as in, should have been means if the universe would respect total harmony, equal portion of matter and antimatter, so they should have annihilated each other. But for some reason, due to chaotic forces, so imbalance, more matter was produced than antimatter, so antimatter couldn't annihilate everything, and the matter which remained started to take shape, form, and organize into the universe that we know today. So yes, chaos can be creative as well. So as they say, Goddess Fortuna, the weaver of fate, is extremely capricious and her ways are unknowable because she might decide there and then without any warning and many times she actually gives despite all odds logic and ration sometimes she gives in great excess and generosity and then to be careful with section we also have a very strange combination because we have the sun and the magician this should be like a really good news, a blessing, a moment of maximum happiness. But this is actually a warning sign where the message is quite simple. It just tells us, you know, the sun self-expression, light of your consciousness, your knowledge, what you know, magician, mercury, speech, the power of words, be careful what you speak. Be careful what information you share, especially on social media, especially to a larger public.
and at the same time be careful what you believe. And the big lesson in this is, I think this is the usual theme of 2021, whatever you give attention to, wherever your focus goes, your energy goes, so you kind of create that or feed that. So basically be careful that you're not promoting a much bigger illusion than the collective illusion. Because what you give is ultimately what you're gonna get. So this concludes today's reading. I really hope that you find it useful. And I'm so, so, so sorry that this was so unusual, so weird, so doomy gloomy. My intention is really not to scare people. I really don't want to be one of those people who promotes fear. And as I said, this is, there is nothing to fear. This is actually quite the opposite to stop fear and believe your own truth and disconnect from absolutely everything. The truth is only within and never, ever, ever, ever without. No matter how sci-fi, fantasistic, optimistic, honey-coated, or the opposite, doomy, gloomy, doomsday, someone's spiritual vision is, that is true for that person. You should make your, up your own mind and your own opinion depending on what you perceive but in a very authentic way. Because the more we play this game of what is true, what is not true, who's the enemy, who's the friend, well, we're just gonna rip our reality apart and bad things have to happen. The road to hell is paved with good intentions, let's not forget that. So let's not feed that, let's just focus on our stories, our, our own lives, our own journeys, whatever makes us happy, how we can cope under the present moment, circumstances, like we're not the only generation who faced world crisis, think about our grandparents, the second world war and so very many other different things. And they didn't have internet, they had nothing, they just had their faith and their instincts and they survived. And if we have to learn anything, well that is exactly that, that we have everything we need within us to make it. So thank you again for listening, until next time, bye for now.